Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas Greenway opens up our new series, Free People, and talks about living in the freedom we find in Christ. We talk about rules and the way God wants us to live, looking at James 1, verses 22 through 25. Jesus walked in the ways of God the Father, so if we want to do the same, we have to figure out what the ways of God are. We hope you enjoy this message. New series, it's a New Year's 2021. How many of you guys are like, or at least maybe you were glad to be in 2021 before this this week, right? You're like really excited about New Year. Yeah, a few of you. Did anybody start any New Year's resolutions? Anybody? Oh, wow. Ladies in the back, nice, hold it down, and, and in the front. Mostly just the ladies' side. The boys are like, yeah, no, I didn't do that. Hudson, did you do one? What's like your big New Year's resolution? Okay. <laughs> to wake up, to wake up each day. Oh, to bulk up. He's, he said to bulk up. Hello. Dude, don't be ashamed of that. Hudson's about to come in here. 2022, he's going to be six foot four, 390 pounds of pure muscle. Okay, it's going to be a, a, a thing to watch. He's going to be a specimen. That would be amazing, right? What if, the, what if the prophecy comes true? All right, anyway, we are starting a new series, and uh, it's called Free People, and the, the whole idea for the next four weeks will be what it means to really live as free people in Christ, what it means to be, uh, to be experiencing and living into the freedom that we find in God. And some of you are like, yeah, I know, like I've heard that before. Uh, but, but if we really start to dig into it and ask, so what does that mean? What does it mean that God has made us free? Uh, I mean, maybe you get more specific and you say, well, he's made us free from sin. He's made us free to live an abundant life. Like maybe you could put some language around it. But I think for most of us, we don't exactly know what it means. And the reason that I know that to be true is because most of us are not actually living the free life that the scriptures talk about, that God speaks about that Jesus models in the Gospels, right? And so hopefully over the next four weeks, you guys can pick up some bits and pieces, some nuggets of what uh, the free life actually looks like and, and start to hopefully live into it as God maybe convicts you through the Holy Spirit and maybe pulls you, draws you, attracts you to uh, the life that he's, he's really called you into. So to talk about freedom, to begin talking about freedom, here's what we're going to talk about first this morning is rules, Probably didn't see that one coming, did you? We're going to talk about rules this morning, specifically God's rules. And so to get things started, I do want to ask uh, this question. Maybe you guys didn't make New Year's resolutions, but maybe you have a thought on this. Think about some basic rules that you have to follow every day of your life, right? Could be things that you have to follow at school. Could be things that you have to, uh, that you have to make sure you're doing at home. Who has some, like, some very basic rules that every day you just kind of got to make sure you follow in order for life to go as it should, at least in your home, right? Home, school, could be anywhere. You need to what? Okay, att- yeah, be there for meals, okay? That's a rule. I don't know about you guys. I'm totally fine following that rule, okay? What are some other basic rules in your life right now? Anybody? Make your bed? Nice. I don't do that every day. I probably should. Do you guys know the difference between like getting in bed at night from a bed that was made the whole day and getting in bed at night from a bed that was not made at all that day? There is a difference, and I love the made bed difference, but I don't experience it in my everyday life. Okay, There's probably something messed up about that, but yes. 
Respect your parents. Good rule. I love that rule now because more than ever because I'm a parent, right? Uh, it's hard for a three-year-old and a one-year-old to really understand respect. What is that, right? But uh, we're, we're trying to get them there. How about one more? Any one more basic rule? Yeah. Fold laundry. Nice. Have I told you guys that when it comes to laundry, like we fold it all or, well, my wife folds it. And then I take up like three pieces of laundry at a time. <laughs> I don't know why. I do things in three, you know, for the Trinity or something. And uh, I take up like three pieces of laundry and put it where it's supposed to be every time I go upstairs. And we'll have to talk about that sometime, okay? It's a weird quirk, maybe OCD thing. Okay, so those are some basic rules. There's other things like maybe you guys have dress codes or maybe you have a bedtime that your parents have put in place. And maybe some rules change based on where you are, right? There's certain things that you have to do at school or abide by at school that you don't at home and vice versa. There's things that apply during the week and there's the things that only apply on the weekend or don't apply at all on the weekend. Uh, what about some rules that you guys disagree with or wish that you didn't have to follow, maybe even that you hate, right? What are some of those rules? Bedtime, right? Yes. Perfect. Gage? Weekend what? Weekend homework, wow, that's just, you want to talk about evil, right? Uh, ladies in the back, how about all three of you? Claire? Sorry, not Claire. Clean the kitchen? All right. Leave your phone downstairs while you're sleeping? Nice, that's actually probably really beneficial. Waking up for school. Yeah, as she says with the look on her face like, I don't want to wake up, right? Yeah, those are some rules that we do not like, right? Waking up for school, putting your phone downstairs. Now, what if I told you this, though, that most of those rules, they're implemented by your parents, they're implemented by the school. What if I told you, as much as you don't want to hear this, that those rules really are for your benefit, right? You may not be able to see it right now, but I'm telling you, putting your phone downstairs while you sleep, there are, is now like study after study after study that is telling you that if, we, if you have your phone in your room while you sleep, it is like the worst, one of the worst possible things for your sleep, right? Because when you wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like, I can't go back to sleep. What's the first thing you do? Right, just blue light screen in front of your face. When you wake up in the morning, you start this habit of, of picking up your phone and just that's the first thing that you look at. That's the first thing that you take into your, your brain, right, and your eyes. And it, there's, there's just like thing after thing after thing we could talk about with the phone specifically. But with other things like, hey, you probably should have a bedtime because you're going to have to get up in the morning the next day, right? Uh, you, you have to, I guess, I don't know what to do about the homework on the weekends. But anyway, these rules are, they are there for your, your benefit. And if you didn't have them in place or if your parents or the, your school or whoever it is didn't put them in place, some things in your, in your life might start to get a little shaky, right? If you need more evidence that rules can be good, can be beneficial, just look at sports, right? And let's just think about the basic rules of sports. For instance, where the boundary lines are, what it looks like to score in basketball compared to soccer. They are different, okay, Leo? It's different how you score in basketball and soccer and football and bowling involves pins that like no other sport involves, right? And if you didn't have any of those basic rules for sports, the sport wouldn't be any fun. You've played with people who don't know the basic sport, the basic rules of sports, right? 
And it's not fun because you're sitting there explaining. You're like, I told you, right, for the 13th time. Or you're sitting there watching a football game with them and they keep saying, why are they doing that, right? Why did they kick? Why did they? Please stop, Aunt Betty, right? Like, learn the rules of this game. It's more fun that way, even to just watch it, right? Rules are in place for a specific reason. And here's what I'm going to say further about that is that the right rules can actually set you free, right? The right rules in football free you up to play the game well. The right rules in school, like if you, if you abide by the rules in school, I promise you it's gonna make things go better for you. And the right, things, the right rules in life in general, specifically God's rules, or really maybe another way to think about rules as we're talking about God's rules is God's way of life, right? His rule of life, his ways If we were to follow in his ways, it's not that it makes life easier or all of a sudden all of life you're just successful in everything you do, but if God's really the one who's designed and created life, wouldn't he be the one who also knows how that life is best lived? Jesus is the example. Like he lived the best, the fullest, the most abundant life ever of any human being. And how did he do it? He was always doing what the Father told him. He was living fully into the ways of God. We can see it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and, and stories about him in the rest of the Bible, right? Like, we can, we can see that. So the right rules can set you free. Now, before we jump into the scriptures, here's something I want you to think about. How do you think about rules in general? Are you like, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I think rules are fine. Or even as I'm talking, you're like, no, but you don't understand. Like, the rules in my life, man, the man's trying to keep me down or the woman's trying to keep me down, right? Like, how do you think about rules in general? And then let me ask this, going a little bit deeper. How much do you think the way you think about general rules, like school or home or wherever it is, how much do you think that the way you think and feel about those rules affects how you think and feel about God's rules? So I think a lot of us, when we think about God's rules, we're like, man, boring, right? Constraining, restrictive, outdated, right? Most of the the ways that the Bible invites us to live, that God invites us to live through his word, they might seem different to society. They might clash with things that your friends believe or that maybe you're struggling with, do I believe this or not? But again, I go back to if God is the one who designed life, right? If he is, if it's the person who created football, hey, dude, I want to know how to play this game. If it's God who's designed all of life, then man, he ought to be the one we go to and say, how do we actually live this thing out? So in a broad sense, we see in the book of James some words about following the rules or the ways of life that God has put into place, right? Kind of an overall big, big uh, picture command or call or, or invitation even, right? It's kind of those things wrapped into one. And James, if you remember, he's the half-brother of Jesus, right? You're like, what? Mary and Joseph were divorced? No, he's the half-brother of Jesus because uh, God was Jesus' dad, right? And uh, so we've got James, the half-brother of Jesus. He was a leader in the early church. We've actually got a, a nice picture of him or it's a depiction of him, right? Somebody's drawing a picture. I don't see where the picture is, but do we have the picture, tech team? Maybe? Oh, there he is. Look at that. Looks like me. Well, before I shaved the beard, Leo, you got a, you got a point right there. Before I shaved the beard. <clears throat> and that's, that's, the, uh, 
the, the robe thing that I wear every Christmas morning, right? Is that <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that doesn't look like me, Leo. Okay, let's be clear about this. I'm much better looking. All right, James was the half-brother of Jesus. He wrote the book of James, right, uh, in, in, the, in the New Testament. And so go ahead and turn there, James chapter 1. We're going to be in verse 22 uh, verses 22 through 25. And, and James, here's the deal, his, his kind of relationship with, with rules, right, with the rules of God. He was, at, at a time, it was the early church, right? And so there's the Jewish people who, th- part of their whole like goal and life and mission was to please God by following rules to a T. And we're not talking about like, so they had five rules or even just like the 10 commandments, right? Like, Okay, easy enough. Not going to steal, not going to kill. Uh, check, right? Today's, today's been a good day. No, they had like hundreds of rules that they would have been trying to follow to a T every single day, right? Crazy. And then Jesus steps onto the scene, right? Turns the law or turns the rules kind of upside down. In fact, it's the fulfillment of the law, the scriptures tell us. And now people are wondering, how do we relate to this now? Like, are we supposed to follow the same rules? Are we supposed to do the same things? And uh, James, in, in some small way, helps us understand uh, what, what should our relationship with the ways of God, the rules of God be now. So James verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 22, he says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone, verse 23, is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man or woman who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. Kind of silly. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty or freedom, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who, who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Right? So here's the overall thing they're saying about rules. And this is not like a drill sergeant just yelling at you to tell you to do this, but, but it's like, it's a brother pleading, pleading with us. Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Remember, we're talking early church, so hearing was a big deal because not everybody had a copy of the Bible or a copy of this letter from James like we do today. They mostly would have been actually hearing from somebody else what Jesus had spoken about while he was here on earth. They would have been reading out loud, so they would, have, they would have been hearing the words of somebody like the Apostle Paul or even from James himself, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. So don't let it go in one ear and out the other. You've probably heard your parents use that phrase or something like it before, right? But actually go and do it. And maybe this illustration that he gives, maybe you were kind of confused by what he was saying, but can help you understand this. Here's what James says. It's like somebody who looks into a mirror, okay, and they're mm, checking out their hair. Mm, my beard kind of looks like James, right? Like mm, my, my robe. And, but let's just say you look into the mirror and you're checking everything out. My hair looks so good. Uh, and you're excited to go to school. And then you have this white shirt and you notice a huge mustard stain. And you're like, bro, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Who's eating mustard? I don't even like mustard, right? But there's this huge stain on your shirt. What would you do? Well, hopefully you'd go and like change the shirt, get a new one, right? Or just get one of those, I don't know, those magic marker pen things that my mom used to have that's like, here, even takes out the mustard stain, right? But here's what James is saying. 
If, if you see everything in the mirror, you see that there's the mustard stain, I probably should do something about that and then walk away, get on the bus or get in the car, go to school having done nothing about it. It's silly. Because then you show up to school and everybody's like, hey, uh, you like mustard on your eggs too, right? Like everybody's seeing what you saw in the mirror and did nothing about. Maybe you've heard this before, but the, the scriptures, God's word is like a mirror for us. It's like a mirror that we can look into and in some ways see who who we are called to be, who we are invited to be, who God has designed us to be. And in other ways, we can see the mustard stain on our shirt, right? We can see where we don't measure up. But, But if all we do when we come to church and when we open our Bibles or when we're talking to a friend about the things that God is is teaching them or teaching us, if all we ever do is just talk about it or just listen to it and we never actually go and live it out, we might as well still have that mustard stain on our shirt. So when it comes to the rules of God, the laws of God, the way that God has designed life to be lived, here's what James is inviting us to do, is actually go and live this life that God's invited us into. So what is that? What are the rules? What are the laws? Well, Jesus boiled it down to two, right? Matthew chapter 22, you can read it on your own time. These people are coming to Jesus. They're trying to trap him, right? And somebody ends up asking the question, what is the greatest commandment? What's the greatest thing we've been commanded to do? And Jesus boils it down to what? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others in the same way. So all of the law, all of God's way of life is boiled down to two things, how you love him and how you love others. In fact, the Ten Commandments can be split into those two things, loving God and loving others. So when it comes to being doers of the word and not just hearers, how am I, how are you, how are we doing with that? What does it look like in your life that when you, when you read the scriptures and you see, oh man, I, yeah, forgiveness, that sounds awesome. But then are you going and forgiving? Oh man, being, being generous, like I got all this stuff for Christmas and hee hee, it's mine, right? But then I just read about the Bible and it talks about being generous. Yeah, I probably should do that. And then you go home and you just keep hoarding all the stuff for me, right? And I know it's fun. I, I know I, I, get in, I get into the same traps. I mean, if I'm being honest with you guys, one of the things when I look at the scriptures, one of the things that I see in the mirror that convicts me is I've kind of got the ability that when somebody makes me mad, I immediately think about, and maybe some of you can relate, I immediately think about, oh, this is the worst thing I could say to them in this moment. And James, in fact, talks about the tongue and how the tongue can be a powerful weapon for good and for bad. And sometimes my tongue is quicker than my self-control. And I say the thing that came to my mind and I hurt people. And that's not what I see in the scriptures. That's not loving others well. That's not really being a doer. I've heard it, but I'm not really living it out. And there's example after example that we could go through, but here is the big idea for this morning is that the right rules can set you free. And that James, in verse 22 right here, maybe this is something you guys need to 
meditate on, think about this entire week. He calls us to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Don't just hear the way God's called us to live, but actually start to live it. And I promise you that you're gonna start to experience this free life, be living more like a free person that God has called us to live, right? Remember, if, if he's the one who designed it, then he's the one that I wanna go to to ask, hey, so how's this thing actually supposed to be done? So a couple of things for you to think about this week. Notice how you think about rules in general, right? That's kind of how we started this morning. Notice how you think about rules in general. When somebody brings a rule down or like drops the hammer of the rule on you, are you like, that is the dumbest rule, right? Like, or are you like, ah, you're right. I know it's for my good, right? Just think about how you think about rules. And then think about how you think specifically about God's rules, when you think about how God has called you to live life, things that maybe you struggle with, maybe kind of seem to buck up against society or what your friend thinks or maybe what you even think, just notice how you think about it. And then on the whole, maybe take James's invitation to go and be a doer and not just a hearer. And so look for ways to love God well this week and how you think about him and how you talk with him and how you recognize just his very presence. And then consider how you're being a doer and how you love other people well. Remember, the right rules can set you free. Let's ask God how he's designed life to be lived. Let me pray. God, help us indeed to be doers of the word and not just hearers. I don't want to come on a Sunday morning or open up my Bible throughout the week and just have it go in one ear or be read by my eyes one, out one, in one eyeball, out the other, if that's a, even a phrase. Like, I, I want to be somebody who, God, that your word penetrates deep to my, my heart, my soul, that it starts to become uh, just that, that my life would be a mirror that reflects who you are to the people around me. And that, that's only going to happen when, when I truly start to engage with you and let you be the one who changes me. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.